a lot of things have excited me throughout the years and a lot of, you know, a lot of films as well. Like I grew up watching the same movies over and over and until they would start to disintegrate, they would start to malfunction and I would still watch them and thinking this was just beautiful. Like a lot of, you know, films that were available to me on tape. So a lot of Hitchcock, I remember watching that until it started to degrade and malfunction and melt and that's the version that actually I created a piece and uses the psychedelic nature of something so iconic, playing with the sort of the, the semiotics. But, you know, I saw it sort of dis, sort of destroyed and melted, and I that, thought that was beautiful and a perfect... I used it as an instrument, so I notated all the glitch and, and everything that came about from, from its sort of demise. the composer Nicole Lisey talking about this piece Hitchcock Etudes and especially this effect the glitch where the the film the birds in this case we're hearing the schoolhouse scene from Alfred Hitchcock's famous film the birds but it's on VHS and the tape has been played so many times that it starts to glitch this is a really interesting idea so you have the subject material the film itself the the children all of those sound effects but then you also have the fact that the film there's this kind of mechanical quality to it or faded mechanical quality to it because there's also the glitch of the tape that is a sound source that's of interest to the composer Nicole Lise as well but then you also have as if that weren't enough it's a multi-layered piece. You also have string quartet, percussion, and piano and background vocals from Megumi Meskai. So it's this really fascinating hybrid of so many different diverse elements. And I thought it'd be fun to open the program with that. We'll definitely return to the Hitchcock Etudes later on. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and my guest on the program today is composer Nicole Lise. As I said, she has a dizzying range of influences. We hear so many different things in her music, from the DJ world to this fascination with mechanical things, uh, of course, acoustic instruments and, and different things that they can do. Just an incredible sound world. We were fortunate enough to meet her in Vancouver at the World Music Days Festival. She is a Montreal-based composer. She was in town for a performance as part of that festival, and we sat down to chat with her about all of these different things. I really want to push uh, what could happen with with two players, a turntablist, and feeding off each other in quick exchange of material, either in dialogue or building up harmony this way, or not a battle situation, but, you know, counterpoint. And it worked extremely well. I had two amazing musicians playing, and it was... Uh, it was a fantastic experience just to see... It's the energy. It's a different dynamic. It's a different energy different techniques like I there I pushed I pushed the techniques of the turntables it was hard you know everything was notated it was a difficult it was a difficult technically difficult piece it's one of the pieces I'm most happy with yeah that's composer Nicole Lisey, my guest on the program today, talking about the piece we're about to hear. We'll hear an excerpt of it. It's, it's a little bit long, so we'll hear as much as we can. The piece is called Book Burners, and it's for cello and turntables. Our performers are Stefan Tetro, cello, and Paolo Kapanen, turntables.
That's a piece called Book Burners for DJ, turntablist, and cello. This is a piece by Nicole Lisey, and we played an excerpt of it. We heard Stefan Titro on cello with Paolo Kapanen, turntables. I want to play a piece now. This is an exciting concert at the Green Space in New York, uh, which is just a really cool venue because it's basically a big storefront. And so you're performing in front of whomever happens to be outside, of course, with your audience as well. This particular concert was exciting because it was the Kronos Quartet's 40th anniversary concert, and they had launched a big program in which they were going to commission 40 composers uh, to celebrate their 40th anniversary. And one of them was none other than Nicole Lisey. You probably guessed (laughs) that that's what I was going to say. And she wrote this piece called Death to Cosmiche. And I think it's a fantastic piece. Let's hear it. This is the Kronos Quartet doing what they do best, premiering new music. This is a live performance recorded by New York Public Radio's New Sounds at the Green Space, celebrating Kronos's 40th anniversary.
that to me is a fascinating piece. It's called Death to Cosmiche. There's so many interesting things happening there. The string quartet is usually such a homogenous sound, and yet Nikki's able to get all of these really interesting sounds. There's even a, a kind of theremin emulator in the piece at one point that, that is really, really effective. The piece is called Death to Cosmiche. We heard the Kronos Quartet performing, and it's live at the Green Space in New York, and it was part of the 40th anniversary celebrations for the Kronos Quartet. You are listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. And my guest on the program today is composer, turntablist, all-around fascinating polymath, Nicole Lisey. To subscribe to our podcast for streaming versions of this and all previous episodes, or if you'd like to get a playlist of the music that we're featuring on the program today, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. What kinds of things fascinate you musically? Oh, a lot, actually. I'm an obsessive personality and always have been, uh, as far as I can you know, remember, would, would just become obsessed with things until the point I'd really want to consume everything I could about it. It sort of had to do a little bit with, well, a lot with, with my upbringing. My dad is an electronics repairman and, and collector. So I was born into all these devices in the 70s and 80s, and he would keep them, and he kept them, even through the, the 60s, the ones from the 50s and 60s are still there. But I was born into all these sights and sounds, and uh, it, was, it was a time of, you know, where there were a lot of machines being made, and there was a lot of, you know, it was like sort of the height of analog progress. And a lot of it wouldn't work, and I would play with these devices. It definitely, without a doubt, informed my, my writing. You know, I wouldn't take one uh, boombox and record one of these machines that was behaving badly and then take another boombox and record back what I had recorded and make these, you know, multi-tracked kind of tapes when I was really young and I would sing over top of them and I was playing piano at a young age. So I would integrate these machines with acoustic instrumentation and that sort of carried through uh, until now. That's my guest on the program, Nicole Lisey, telling us a little bit more about her fascinating background. I had this image of a very curious child playing at the piano, playing with all of the mechanical things that would have been around in her household. And, and uh, we hear that in her music. I think it's fascinating. This is such an interesting thing that composers are doing. They're embracing technology. And uh, in, in Nicole's case, though, in Nikki's case, it's not uh, necessarily cutting-edge technology. We've talked to composers who are inspired by VR or, or by apps on their phone. But uh, with Nikki, it's, it's very specifically the hardware. It's the VHS tape starting to glitch. It's, it's, a, it's a transmitter. It's, it's a, uh, you know, the, the turntables. There's always a physicality about it that I find very fascinating and that, that definitely translates to her music. Speaking of physicality, there's probably nothing more physical in the classical music world than a percussion quartet, and there's probably no percussion quartet better known than So Percussion in New York. And Nikki wrote a fascinating piece for them called White Label Experiment for Percussion Quartet and Live Electronics. We're going to play it in its entirety here in a moment, but first, let's hear her talk about it. Well, the piece, that piece, White Label Experiment, is also has an alternate title called For John Cage. I'm a big John Cage fan. And this piece is sort of an imagining of had John Cage hosted a rave in the 90s, again, before raves became slick and corporate. In the early 90s, the late 80s, early 90s, had he hosted a rave, what would it be like? So it's sort of my interpretation, my imagining of what that might sound like. 
the jumping off point was this quote where he, his quote, uh, percussion music is revolution. And I took revolution and applied it to turntables. So there are turntables in there, but they are also playing turntables, but as a, an instrument where they're actually hitting it with their mallets and they're prepared, the records are prepared. So there are fixed grooves that are superposed with different meters and different uh, tempos. It's an instrument as part of their multi-percussion setup. That's Nicole Desay talking about White Label Experiment, a piece for percussion quartet and live electronics. And this is so often the case, we're going to hear her on the electronics herself. So here she is working with So Percussion and the piece again, White Label Experiment. Thank you. 
That's a piece for Percussion Quartet. I guess really the Percussion Quartet in many ways. So percussion. And we also heard electronics. We heard the composer herself, Nicole Lisey, at the electronics. The piece is called White Label Experiment. We're trying to portray the range uh, of uh, the composer here, Nicole Lisey. It's, it's hard to do justice to her because she really is a fascinating composer. There, there isn't a kind of one-trick pony thing happening here. There, there's uh, this fascination with mechanistic things, with, with turntables and DJs and, and electronics, but it expresses itself in, in a lot of different ways. I do think that uh, sort of the quintessential piece is the Hitchcock Etudes in so many ways. We opened the program with it. I want to return to it and just play as much as we can now of this piece. It's over 20 minutes long. We don't have that much time left in the program, but we're just going to let it play. For me, at least, this is a, a kind of quintessential piece by Nicole Lisey. So here we go again. We'll finish up the program with the Hitchcock Etudes.
excerpt of the piece Hitchcock Etudes, a piece that again I feel is kind of quintessential Nicole Lisey. So many things happening in that piece. Uh, if you want to find out more about Nikki's music, you can visit us at Relevant Tones. We've got videos up there and there's definitely a link to her website as well. So if you're a fan, a new fan of her music as I am, then please do visit us at RelevantTones.com for more info. Relevant Tones has been produced by Sarah Zwinklis. Heather McDougall is the project manager, and the executive producer is Tony Macaluso. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm Seth Bostead from the WFMT Radio Network, Chicago. 